Hello and welcome to a breath of fresh dating podcast where we have authentic conversations on love, sex and relationships, shedding light on major issues and solutions for a breath of fresh dating. Joining us on today's episode is dating coach Benjamin Daly and we are having conversations all about dating from a guy's perspective. I mean, what do men really want? What sort of qualities do they look for in a woman? Well, you're going to find out soon. (laughs) I'm your host Mandy, personal matchmaker and dating coach at the MME Agency and you are listening to a Breath of Fresh Dating podcast. Hello, Ben, and welcome to a Breath of Fresh Dating podcast. How are you? I'm very well indeed, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited. It's a pleasure to have, you know, a dating coach, a a male dating coach for that matter. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It is, definitely. And I know, like, there are so many women out there who would definitely be interested in hearing what you have to say about dating. Yeah, sure. So do we uh, start? Yeah, so first of all, before we get into it, um, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners so they know who I'm speaking with? Yeah, so my name is Benjamin Daly. I'm a dating coach and author. Um, I specialise in helping women find the right guy. It's, it's a big challenge being able to find a decent guy in order to get settled down, especially in this modern age of dating. So I started about 15 years ago. It was really just an absolute fascination for me. I started reading dating books when I was very young purely just to fix this area for myself and from that point onwards I just I was hooked I'd I'd read you know a new book every week and um, whether it was about body language or conversation skills or um, connection any type of book that was related to this area I I read it by the time I was probably um, in my 20s and it was kind of really by the time I got into my mid-20s that I started to notice a problem and that was with a lot of my female friends and female family members really struggling to find a decent guy and getting settled down into a decent relationship. So I started offering just advice. This was this was long before it ever became a business. I was just offering coaching advice, um, just with the insights that I had from all the books that I read, as well as my my knowledge being a guy myself. And those individuals started getting results. Some of them got into long term relationships and. Some of it, some of them ended up getting married. So um, that kind of attracted quite a lot of attention. And from that point, I I started writing the book. Um, the book took off, and then I started developing content and online courses as well. From that point onwards, and it's really just gone from there. Amazing. Mm. Uh, what's your book called? Uh, it's called Apple Ever After. So it's about dating apps and how to find a decent guy online, which seems to be a massive challenge. Mm. nowadays so um, I'm sure we'll cover that today no doubt oh yeah definitely so have you you know obviously used your dating tips and all the knowledge that you've acquired over the years uh, onto your own relationship as well Mm. yeah of course yeah I mean remember when I started out I was just absolutely useless at this area and the kind of books that were available at the time were very much about kind of game and you know, putting up a bit of a facade. And it's only really when I started to work on myself and working mm. on the areas outside of dating that things started to improve. And yeah, I've been in a relationship for um, over two years now. Um, mm. And yeah, very, very happy in that relationship. And it's, it's actually very insightful because being in a relationship and going through these experiences yourself, you learn a lot about the stages of a relationship. 
yeah you start to think something you don't i didn't understand previously before when i was growing up when i was younger it's, it's very easy to understand the front end but it's when you get to you know three months six months a year two year that you notice that you go through different stages within the relationship have you found that at all in your experience yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. like i tend to learn from other people and then implement mm. it onto my relationship yeah that's interesting yeah yeah and i think with podcasting as well you know just speaking to so many people with who who have like different perspective you mm. you get to learn like a few skills like listening skills especially um, yeah. and yeah it's, it's it's really good it's really good oh, amazing so good so, so what advice would you uh, give men and women who uh, feel nervous when it comes to preparing for a first date good question i think it comes down to knowing your own value we talked about this previously about doing the inner work i mm. mean there's a lot you can do in terms of appearing confident but I think real true confidence comes from within and that's knowing your own value. Um, yeah. My mentor gave me one of the best bits of advice. He always talks about it from a business perspective, but I think this applies to dating as well. He calls it with or without you energy. And mm -hmm. it's the approach of going into whether it's a business meeting or whether it's a sales call or whether it's a date. It's, it's having the confidence to know that you'll be okay with or without the person in front of you. It's like it's the attitude that, It'll be wonderful if it works out. But if it doesn't work out, that's okay too, because you know in yourself that you'll be fine. And having that approach completely takes the weight off your shoulders. This expectation that things have to work out and you have to say the perfect thing and you, you have to look perfect and all this kind of stuff. Mm. When really it's, it's a, that inner confidence of knowing that you have options and you know it's abundant because if it doesn't quite work out with this person in front of you then it's it's no worries at all you know you'll find someone else who will be able to match mm. your needs and everything else will work out okay so I would prefer to focus on the inner work as opposed to the outer work because mm. the outer stuff yes it does help you know it's good to have exercises that help boost your confidence and, and also think part of it is just nerves like just whenever you go into situations like this you know it's normal to feel nervous like for example going onto this podcast today i felt some apprehension before i came on today because it's it's always the expectation mm. it's natural to have that expectation to build and you want things to work out well and actually that's it's a good sign it's a good sign that you're you're wanting to put your best effort forward and and make it work yeah i agree and um I think like it, it's it also involves mindfulness as well mm. because if you're aware of the self and you know you're aware of your qualities you wouldn't necessarily be um be swayed by you know other people's opinion of you so yes. if something doesn't necessarily work on a first date you just have to tell yourself that okay maybe that person isn't just right for me because mm. i know what i'm worth and i know that obviously if i meet somebody who's compatible they would definitely gravitate towards me positively yes. so you know it's all about also being aware of uh, of the self and like you said internal uh internal happiness and internal you know development as well is so important mm. and there's there's a number of exercises that that you can do for this one exercise that i do with with my clients is to write down a list of 50 reasons why you'd make a great partner and going mm -hmm. into whether it's a date or just doing it on a day-to-day -day basis is really useful to remind yourself of the value that you have to offer and it's Absolutely. so easy to forget that it's so easy to to go in on yourself and beat yourself up and you know undermine yourself and become your own worst critic when actually it's 
it helps to remind yourself that actually, you know, you have so much to offer. And when you come from it like that, you don't feel like you don't feel scarce about it. You feel like I am, you know, I, I, I can make a great partner and this person would, you know, would be fortunate to be in a relationship with me as opposed to feeling like I have to make this work and I have to kind of force it to work, which yeah. is the approach that a lot of people take. Yes, that's true. Mm. So what qualities do men uh, look for in a woman, especially on the first date? Oof, great question. I think it's it comes down to the mindset and the psychology of men when it comes to relationships and commitment. And to understand what the other person wants in a relationship is the first step. I see it like filling up a, a petrol engine with diesel fuel. It's mm. not going to go very far. And that, that's the same approach that a lot of people take with relationships. They give the other person what they want in a relationship as opposed to what the other person needs. And Ooh. when you understand what fuels the other person, that's what gets people going. And guys don't approach dating from a perspective of, oh, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get, I want to get myself into a long-term committed relationship. It's kind of something that just happens if, if the situation's right. And most guys aren't even aware of what they're looking for in a relationship from when they start. From my experience as, mm. you know, as a dating coach, as well as with, on a personal note with, with friends and whatnot, none of them go out there thinking, right, I'm looking for the perfect relationship. Most guys are really focused and busy on, on what they're doing. And mm. it's more a case of whether the relationship fits with what they're doing at that time. And, you know, it doesn't mean that one, you know, man, woman, either either need is, is less important than the other. But it's just important to understand the psychology of guys. And if you go back thousands of years, you can kind of see how the male makeup is made up. And a lot of the time it's about feeling like a winner. That is such an important factor for a guy to feel confident about moving forward into a committed relationship so yeah. feeling like a winner feeling good about his mission every guy whether it's uh, his job his career his qualification guys draw their own sense of value from their ability to accomplish tasks and mm -hmm. that's how they feel good about themselves so if you can understand that for him to feel good about himself, he needs to feel like he's accomplishing whatever he's going after. So feeling like a winner is absolutely critical. Also, for a guy to feel like he can get space in a relationship, that's really important. And to feel mm. appreciated and to feel competent and accepted and encouraged. These are There are some crossovers there from what you know a guy wants versus what a girl wants. But for mm. a guy, it's very centered around his mission and the thing that he's going after. So mm. for a guy, those are the kind of things that he's looking for. His, the, the things that would put him off would be the, the, the qualities that make him feel like he's not going to be able to accomplish his mission and the relationship at the same time. Mm. Um, it's almost like guys, guys see relationships like a responsibility rather mm. than an act of love. They see it as something that they need to, that if they're going to accept the challenge, that they want to feel confident that they can win at. And oftentimes, if they feel like they can't accomplish the relationship and their mission at the same time, they'll, they'll choose to opt out. Mm, I see. That's really interesting. And that's a good uh, way of looking at it. So would you say that, you know, 
it, a guy who's interested in a woman, mm. if he should randomly just go silent and take probably 10 steps back, does that mean that he feels like he can't un- accomplish the task, uh, even if he's still interested or attracted to the woman? Mm. There's There's a variety of reasons because often it's, two months three months in mm. he's showing interest and then suddenly he pulls back and suddenly he just kind of goes a bit cold and it, there's so many variables out there that could be a reason why he's he's pulled back it could be the fact that he feels like he's let things slip which mm. is often often the case sometimes guys get really caught up in the moment and before he knows it, he's kind of dropped the ball on every other area of his life and then suddenly mm. he feels like he has to catch up he's on catch-up mode but then there's also factors that maybe he just doesn't feel that the same kind of connection or doesn't really feel as interested. And mm. it, there's an element of this whereby it's about appreciating that it's not always going to work out and setting mm-hmm. the expectation of failure because failure is a natural part of the sorting process of dating. And when we can embrace the failure and accept that, some of these interactions are just gonna fail then actually mm. it's okay um mm. it's, it's dating's quite a numbers game i don't know if you if you find this but it, it from my experience when i'm i'm coaching clients the the clients who find success the fastest interestingly are usually in business because they can mm. push through the rejection so much faster, faster. because they, mm. they're used to being knocked back they're used to having sales conversations they're used to um understanding the exchange of needs and the pain and desires of the person in front of them and Mm. that's why it's really interesting because rejection plays such a big factor in um success in dating and finding the right partner Mm. speaking of rejection what's the best way to handle rejection Mm. i would say it goes back to what we discussed a few minutes ago about understanding your value Mm. It's first of all, seeing it from a perspective that it's okay for things not to work out. And this whole dating process is an enormous sorting um, process. You're you're sifting through hundreds, if not thousands of people to find a match. And Mm. sometimes the match isn't going to be right. Sometimes there's going to be certain reasons why uh, it's not going to work out. So rather than going for the approach of trying to force something that was never meant to be, it's about letting go and being like, okay, I'm going to put... I'm going to be clear on what I'm looking for and I'm going to put my best foot forward mm. and you know I'm going to I'm going to let the chips fall as they may and with probability I'm going to I'm going to work the numbers and and make it work best. So I think going back to to rejection understanding first understanding the mindset that it's okay that things aren't that things don't work out and that it's not to be expected that every single date you go on is going to turn into a beautiful happy blossoming relationship. Mm. And then it's about understanding, appreciating the value, understanding that, you know, we're not perfect for everyone. We are not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And actually, it's okay. We don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. It's good to be polarizing. It's good to be um, perfect or or near perfect to Mm. the right person because it's the right person we're looking to attract, not everyone. We don't need to attract everyone, you know. Yeah, of course. It's okay just to be targeted and say, okay, I'm looking for this type of person. These are the qualities that I desire in a partner. Um, I possess the the qualities that I think they desire too. And I've just got to sift through the pack until I find those the right one within that group. And I I think, you know, we talked about before about, uh, the, the one and you know I, I believe that 
there, there's groups of people who are near near matches and i think it's about going after those those groups and being able to find one and um put your best foot forward in that relationship mm-hmm. what do you think um well yeah i think you're absolutely right um but in terms of like putting your best foot forward mm. you see i think there's um there's a thin line between putting your best foot forward and actually acting apart uh, because there are lots of people who pretend to be something that they aren't. Yeah. And um, they get so lost in this character that they try to play that uh, they can't even keep up with it. So mm. six months down the line, they find themselves like struggling to maintain that character and slowly mm. their true nature starts to reveal itself. And then the person that they, they're dating tends to see see them for who they are and then they're like mm-hmm. oh shit like this isn't the person that i i thought you were this is the person that you know i went on a first date with that's mm-hmm. because they put put on a mask and mm-hmm. they've you know literally acted apart for so many months that yes. they've lost their identity yeah. so it's like if you're putting your best foot forward you still have to bear in mind that you need to be authentic with yourself authentic. yeah absolutely my, my dad talked about that he said you know in like a market stall, people put the best fruit at the front. Mm. And that's the case when it comes to dating relationships too. And it's it's natural to want to put that best self forward, but mm. it's about being able to identify, especially if, you know, if you're being authentic and mm. you are being genuine to who you are and you're dating someone, mm. it's good to, to be able to see any kind of discrepancies and just be aware, don't get caught up in, exactly the, the lust and the, everything else that goes on in the emotions it's better to be mm. objective and observe someone's actions not their words yeah see because it's, it's hard to keep up a pretense for Oof. for a very long for month for, for month that must that's exhausting mm. um mm. and we, we've got to expect that there are going to be people like that out there we may end up getting caught up in those kind of relationships but it doesn't have to put, stop us from finding someone who is genuine and who is who they say they are. I agree. Mm. So what are the most appropriate questions to ask on a first date? I mean, is it too soon to ask serious questions like, you know, what a man's blood type is or where where he sees himself in the next five years? (laughs) I think this is, uh, this is a really interesting topic. Um, Like we, we mentioned earlier about, understanding the person in front of you and what 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 turns guys on what gets them going um usually is around his mission whatever that may be whether it's his work this is it's the thing that he identifies most with it's the thing that his ego is attached to and usually that's some sense of accomplishment so whether he's got a business whether he's got he's succeeding at his career whether he's succeeding in his hobbies or sports whatever finding that one thing and so dig a little bit deeper find out what that thing is and then just ask open questions about what it is so if he's you know start built a business start asking him about how he started what inspired him to get started what are his his biggest challenges because we all love to to feel important and Mm. very few people actually invest the time to really truly understand people so that is such a way to get someone hooked, especially if for a guy, a guy could 
you know, there'll be certain areas where he would just have no interest in talking about. But, you know, if it comes to that one thing that he's super, super passionate about, he'll chew your ear off all night about. And, um, of course, conversation needs to go back and forth. You need to be dating someone who gives just as much as you give. Uh, mm. But I think certainly be selective about the areas that you talk about um, and, and you know, dig a little bit deeper into the things that you feel like he hooks his identity onto. Mm. And it's, it's a thing around guys, and you, you notice this after a while by talking to enough of them that it's that one thing that makes them feel good. And mm. you know, if you get a guy talking about the thing that he's passionate about, the thing that he's succeeding at, he will, he will project all that positive emotions onto you, which is a mm. really good thing to to do. And I think this applies to anyone, you know, whether it's dating or whoever it is um, that you come across, finding that one thing that that um, lights them up and then just dig a little bit deeper. And, and like we talked about before, about active listening, asking mm. questions that enable them to express themselves further and getting to, to the, the core of, of who they are and what they're about. Mm. Mm. And I think um, it's also uh, important to ask the right questions yeah. uh, because you don't want to ask, especially the questions have to be open-ended because you don't want to ask a question that, you know, would just make him be so rigid and answer with a yes or a no. Mm. Like paraphrase and ask them, so do you understand why I feel this way? Do you understand mm. that this is the issue that I'm going through? Yeah. You know, as opposed to just, you know, bombarding them with the, the information of the problem and yeah. walking away. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. And expecting so, them to understand because they will translate that information so differently to how you see it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think active listening is so important and just being able to communicate your emotions effectively mm. uh, so your partner can understand is is really important yeah so yeah. true so true after a date uh some people have this myth that you know they need to give it a day or or, or two days before before they contact uh, their dates uh how long do you think or sh what what's the appropriate time to check up on the person that you've just had a date with a first date with mm. Interesting. I would, I think it's always nice to follow up with a message after the date. I've actually mm. just written a book on this. Um, mm. It was 87 texts men can't resist. And that's been really Ooh, interesting. That sounds interesting. That. And I've, I've broken it out in stages. So um, as you, just after you match, you know, if you meet face to face, if just yeah. after the date, the day after, a few days after. Mm. it's all it, it's important to understand the context because the quality of the connection will determine the communication i i would put less emphasis on timing and more emphasis like you said on the deep connection because yes. if you've got the right connection it doesn't really matter when you talk I, i'll give you an example i remember uh, this was years ago uh, when i was online dating and i i matched with someone and we got talking and um we just started talking it was literally live it wasn't there was no message an hour after respond 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 and you get into this kind of routine it was literally just instant messaging as soon as we mm. matched and then we ended up meeting up i think it was that that day or or that evening or something it just felt, felt really natural because we had that connection we were both in business we both had similar kind of interests and whatnot and it just felt really really supernatural so I think firstly, it's about focusing on the connection, build a really, really strong connection first. Mm. And then 
that will mean that the person who received the message will be so excited to to get um, a message from you. But I'd say always after the date, you know, just follow up, whether he follows up or just say, oh, thank you so much. It's nice to chuck a compliment in there or show something specific that you really appreciated about the night. Um, and then maybe the day after, depending on how you feel. It's also about, you know, we talked before about doing the inner work rather mm. than necessarily being like, putting time restrictions on it. Just, just by being a busy person and having a lot going on in your life, that will dictate when it's a good time to message or when it's not. Because it'll feel mm. natural. You won't have to be rigid in terms of the rules that you set upon yourself. You know, if you're busy mm. the next day, maybe it's okay to just message the day after or, you know, if, mm. if you have so much going on in the morning, just ping a message and then whatever. So I think it's more about the, the depth of the connection, also making sure that you've you've got a life and you've built a life around you that's interesting and fulfilling and and progressive because then you're that that in itself makes you more of a catch in, yeah. in any relationship because you've already got you're not sitting there waiting for the phone to go off and yeah. waiting to, to respond back because they they know already that you've got a lot going on and you've got um you've got your own life to live so that's really really helpful um i would also say when it comes to texting just as a general rule is to find points of connection through the date take note in your mind of things that stand out things that that work things that you know that they would be interested in and keep the conversation alive by keeping it interesting exciting um, mm. fresh and uh, you know fun and you mm. know draw from experiences in the past you know cheeky jokes that you had or you know funny things that you saw or something just to keep the engagement going because really the purpose of dating uh, sorry the purpose of texting is to move to the next date to the point in which texting just becomes a part of day-to-day -day life when you're communicating with your partner it's just yeah. about moving that interaction from first date to the second date to the third date so i would always keep in mind that that is the purpose you're, texting is there to bridge the gap between two face-to-face -face interactions and i think it's also important to just even if it's just a one-liner uh, or monosyllable text message just finding out if they got home okay uh, that's also ideal because it then you know lets the other person have uh, some sort of satisfaction that okay maybe he is interested in me or perhaps yeah. he is a gentleman mm. you know because he's try to make sure that I've gotten home safely. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And and we um, we talked about this previously about the guy's desire to, to feel like he's accomplishing and winning. For him to mm. feel like he's he's put on a great date is, is mm. a big win for a guy. So by mm. complimenting him and saying how much fun it was or how it was so different and how it was so something special that made you feel like that night was that he did a good job at what he did. Guys mm. are just like they're just like dogs, you know. You just they mm. just need praise. <laughs> just give, if, if you give them praise and say, "Oh, good boy," you know, they they feel good about that. Um, yeah. And you know, it's it's, a, it's the same for all guys. So you apply that principle when it comes to texting and dating; it works too. Uh, amazing. So, if a woman should specifically tell a man that she's not interested in a relationship, mm. and the guy should persist, should that be viewed as a red flag? So if, if you're not feeling it and yeah. he's being persistent, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think if if you know if you know for certain that it's it's not right, or the the key the key is clarity. You need to know why it's not right because that mm. then 
if you've got a good idea in terms of what you're looking for from day one, you know, mm. I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. Like I, I see, you know, finding the right partner is, is like, for most people, it's like finding a missing person. But most mm. people approach it without putting any description on the on the on the sheet of paper that describes the person who's missing, which means that they're just wandering around trying to find anyone and you know trying to make stuff work without being specific on the qualities and the attributes that they're looking for in a partner. So if you're if you're really clear on who it is that you're looking for in a partner, then when things don't work out, you'll know exactly why it's not working out. Say for mm. example, you know, you, you meet a guy and you know, ambition is such an important thing for you but you know you meet him and you know he has he has no drive to to do anything like that mm. and, you know, your level of ambition just doesn't match you know specifically why it's not going to work out you know it's incompatible in that relationship which makes it a good reason why if you're not feeling it then you can say okay in my mind i know why it's not going to work and i'm clear on that the problem is that a lot of people don't have clarity on what it is they're looking for which means they can't they can't see why things aren't going to work out mm. um, and when you when you don't have that clarity it's really easy to get swayed by other people mm. because you think to yourself if you don't know why it's not going to work out all it can take is sometimes just one text from a guy mm. that says oh let's just go for a drink and you just think, mm. okay, well, you know what the hell let's just go and do it and then before you know it you've wasted another three four months seeing a guy that is completely incompatible i think the, the key thing there is just to know exactly why that relationship isn't going to work because then you can always go back to that and be like okay i know this is just going to waste more of my time so i have to put an end to it so if he is being persistent in that uh, trying to to um, to date you more and trying to spend more of your time then i think it's just important just to be really clear and say listen you know you're a nice guy whatever but i'm just not feeling it um for whatever reason um you know whatever just just close it off and then if he persists then just ignore him or block you know if, if he's being really <laughs> persistent or being a bit yeah. kind of harassy then just yeah definitely so speaking of like you know knowing finding out what a woman wants like how does a woman know that she's met the one because I hear people say oh when you know you know well mm. to be honest with you I when I was younger I used to believe that but not anymore because you know I've come across guys who I thought I knew and it was just a facade uh, yeah. so how does a woman actually know that she's met the one are there mm. like any particular signs or qualities to look out for yeah, I've I've um, I've devised this this system that I use with a lot of my clients that helps a lot, and I'm, I touched on this previously about being clear on the type of person you want to attract. This you know this would be a great exercise if if anyone listening wanted to do this. It's like write a clear list. Imagine you could just click your fingers and the perfect guy walks through the door, and you have to describe that person in detail, whether it's personality character you know appearance lifestyle career you know where he lives whatever it is go into real detail about what it is you're looking for and by appreciating that no one's perfect no one's going to be exactly mm. that list but then going through and just putting a star next to the ones that are absolute non-negotiables and mm. what that does is that separates the essential from the desirable uh, and then you can be really clear right, right i know why what I need from a relationship and the type of person that I, I I want to be in a relationship with and then use that as a brief and it's amazing what this simple exercise can do and I've seen this you know many times in the past like my sister for example 
she was in a, a you know a pretty rough relationship and this was before long before I started doing this professionally and you know we did this exercise and I said right okay write down the list so blah, blah 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 write down all the ones that are non-negotiable anyway she did it and um she ended up getting out of that relationship that she mm. was in, and she found her her now partner and then now now married and happily happily in in a relationship and she actually pulled that list out of her bag um, when we were driving <laughs> this was like years after and started crying because it was an absolute list of the partner she's with now and I think yeah. there's a certain amount of you know we talk about law of attraction and whatnot I do think there's definitely power to that because mm. you start to see opportunities and you start becoming more refined in your search you're not mm. casting the net wide and just hoping and praying that the perfect guy is, is going to show up because in most cases most people don't even know what the perfect partner looks like or the right partner looks like so yeah. the first step is to be really really clear on who mm. it is that you're looking for and then you can then start to assess and when you feel it will just feel right when yeah. when the qualities are met and when you meet someone who who is is a good match to the person that you're looking for it will mm. just feel easy I, mm. I describe it like putting on you know a, a pair of shoes that don't fit no matter mm. how you keep walking in them they're they're always going to be uncomfortable until the of point you switch them up and put on a proper sh- pair of shoes that fit and then you're like this feels so much easier and that's that's the way relationships work i find mm. when you feel mm-hmm. like or in a bad relationship it will feel like an uncomfortable pair of shoes mm, I love that that's a really good comparison mm. and finally before I let you go what is the best way to meet men because there are I get a lot of clients who are like Mandy yeah. I don't know how to meet a guy you know I'm just usually a homebody da, da, da. and I usually tell them well if you want to meet men they're definitely not going to be knocking on your door like a mm. postman you need to yeah. put yourself out there. So Absolutely. what advice would you give women who, you know, struggle to meet men? They have no clue where to meet guys. Yeah. Um, I would say there's, there's three ways nowadays that you're going to meet guys. You're going to meet guys um, either face-to-face, on dating apps, or on social media. Those are like the three main channels. Mm. With face-to-face, it's a, it's a much smaller pool than mm. say, online dating because you open yourself up to a much wider audience. Mm. Uh, if you're specific about the type say for example you just love guys who are triathletes you are mad about triathlons and you want to find mm. triath- going to triathlon meets you're going to increase your chance of meeting someone as opposed to going to the pub or going to a business networking event so definitely specific about where you show up because mm. the right guy's out there he's living his life he's doing his thing and you've got to become an interrupter whether it's face-to-face whether it's online you've got to mm. interrupt at some point and come mm. into contact with him in order to get that interaction started because you know if you if you can't be if you can't be seen you can't be found right Ooh, so you have to be able you have to be visible you have to be present because you know it's not I, I found it's not the best that wins it's the best known that wins mm. if you apply mm. this to business if you think about you know Starbucks or Ikea or McDonald's like these aren't the best burgers mm furniture and uh, coffee but they are just yeah. the best known they pump billions into their marketing to make sure yeah. that they are in front of all the right people and you apply a bit of that principle to make sure right I'm going to get myself out there I'm going to be seen by as many people as possible mm. that's when you increase your chance because dating is all about probability and you have to increase mm. your probability you can't expect that the perfect person just going to come and knock at your door it's like mm. it's just so it's just <laughs> never going to happen <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a 
definitely uh, insightful perspective. Mm. Uh, well, it's been a fantastic pleasure to oh, have you on Breath of Fresh Day on podcast. <laughs> um, why don't you tell our listeners uh, where to find you on social media and how to book your services or even purchase your books? Sure. So uh, my Instagram is at Benjamin Daly, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-D-A-L-Y. And I'm also um, running live um, web classes as well on how to find uh, the right guy in the next six months. So you can you can um, register to that event on bit. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash how to attract the right guy. And I'm running those events every week. And it's a free oh, event okay. anyone can attend. And um, they can learn lots of insights on, on how to attract the right guy in the next six months. Fantastic. Thank you once again. And I'll speak to you soon. Amazing. Thank you, Mandy. Well, there you have it. That's all we have for you on this episode. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast on the mmeagency.com slash a breath of fresh dating. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and lots more. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at a breath of fresh dating. And if you are a single professional keen to meet your compatible match offline through a thorough, discreet and confidential matchmaking process, then contact us at the MMEAGC.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the MME Agency. See ya.